Hey, Colleen. Hey, Leslie. Welcome back to the studio. I'm so glad to be back here, bison and bean with you. Dude, it's been too long. It's been a wild ride. Guys, we have updates. We have so many updates, we never sleep, so... (laughs) We do not sleep. It's gnarly. I'm so tired. Yeah, we don't wish this on you, but... We're happy to give you all the updates from all the work we've been doing for the last six months since we wrapped our last episode of Panic Button, the April Wilkins case. Yeah. What's been happening? Well, I came to work for you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. <laughs> that happened a little while ago. So yeah, I'm the new legal director at OK Appleseed, the nonprofit that puts on the Panic Button podcast. What do you do at Oklahoma Appleseed, Leslie? Well, I try to execute your vision. Protect the rights of every Oklahoman. We're doing a lot of cool stuff, really. Oh my gosh, I know. Every day I wake up and I'm like, I can't believe I get to do this for a job. I know, me too. I love it so much. It's chaotic and awesome. Just like us. Just like us. (laughs) And just a good time, dude. Seriously. We we strive for a good time. (laughs) And seeking justice at the same time. Right. And so in service of seeking justice, we... We did this big story about April's case that all of you have heard, and I hope it has lit a fire under you because it lit a fire under us, and in service of seeking justice for her, we wrote what's called a post-conviction relief application, and I'm going to let Leslie talk to you about what that means and, and how we're trying to help her get out of prison. Yeah, we actually wound up doing that throughout the fall before I came on full-time with OK Appleseed, and it's based on new evidence that we uncovered. And we believe that evidence warrants a new trial or a vacation of her sentence or modification to time served. And that's what we've asked the court to do. We were we lost at the district court. You can go and read all of the pleadings online if you're a legal nerd or you just want to know more about what the evidence was that we found. And it's currently on appeal. We appealed that district court decision to the Oklahoma Court of Criminal Appeals and If we lose there, we're going to take it all the way to the top. How long does it usually take to hear back from the Oklahoma Court of Criminal Appeals? Oh, I mean, I don't know what what an average time is, but probably several months. I I imagine we'll be on appeal through the summer at least, and then maybe have a decision at the end of the summer. Have you talked to April about how she's feeling about all this? I think April, I mean, April has been through every possible legal hurdle multiple times. I mean, she has, this is her third post-conviction relief application, and she's been through the appellate process before. So April kind of knows how to temper expectations and just see what happens. More than anything, though, I think April is extremely motivated and excited about the other work we've been doing, which I'm hoping you'll give everyone an update about, which is our legislative push to change the system. Yeah, so the nice thing about Oklahoma Appleseed is that we work across multiple sectors of the legal system. Uh, So we have been working on multiple fronts to bring justice to April and people like her. That's one of the nice things about the Appleseed model is we work on multiple fronts of the legal system. So we can work in the courts for direct advocacy, but then we also work at the legislative level and the legal research level and the community organizing level. And this project with April and criminalized survivorship in Oklahoma has kind of touched all four of those areas in different ways. 
we were really trying to think outside the box about how we could help April, but not just her, but everyone in her situation. And we started looking around the country to see what other folks have been doing. And we found this big group in New York that passed a bill called the Domestic Violence Survivor Justice Act. And that um, has helped several people since it was passed in 2019. Essentially, people who are in prison who can show proof that they were abused at the time of their crime and that the abuse was substantially related to the crime can apply to their sentencing court and receive sentencing relief or a lower sentence. So we thought about how we could make that something that was really made for Oklahomans by Oklahomans. And we worked with a bunch of groups here in Oklahoma to sort of figure out what survivors need. And we also got several survey responses from uh, over 100 survivors in an Oklahoma prison here where April is called Mabel Bassett. And we've started to put together really what these experiences look like and how these people are being prosecuted for crimes that stem from their survivorship. And we worked together to come up with some language that we thought would formulate a nice law change here in Oklahoma that would give a lot of these people sentencing relief, but then would also provide a mitigation procedure for people who are currently being prosecuted that could show they can show in a sentencing hearing any evidence that they have of their abuse and get a shorter sentence on the front end of the system too. So it's not just a retroactive reform. It will do both things, which... Um, We were pretty excited about putting this together back in the fall, and we were not sure where it was going to go. And then we heard back from a Republican legislator in Oklahoma named Tony Hassenbeck, who's from Elgin, Oklahoma, and she is a fierce champion for women's rights. And she was very disturbed by some of the stories that we were hearing from survivors in prison. And she agreed to author this bill for us. Um, does so the bill have a number? The bill does have, finally has a number. It's HB 1639. It's starting in the Oklahoma House of Representatives, and it will be traveling through. It's been introduced, and it has language, and we expect it to be heard in committee next Wednesday, which is the 28th of February, the year of our Lord, 2023. <laughs> At 10.30 a.m. in the rotunda. Be there or be square. Yeah. Right? Yes. (laughs) We want you to come join us. We're doing a ton of stuff at the Capitol next week in celebration and advocacy of this monumental and historic effort that Rep. Hassenbeck is undertaking. And Colleen's going to give you some of those those deeds. Yeah, so we'd love to see anyone who's in the Oklahoma City area next week. Uh, We have two capital days that volunteers are free to come and meet us in the Supreme Court hallway. We will have water and snacks and talking points and anything you will need to be prepared to speak to your legislators. That date is February 27th. We will start advocating at 9 and probably be there all day until 5. There's a bus leaving from Tulsa, Oklahoma, from OSU Tulsa downtown that will leave at 8.30 and arrive to the Capitol at about 10 and leave the Capitol at about 3 and be back by 4.30 to make sure everyone can pick up their kids and things like that. So if you need a ride... Do not hesitate to hop on the Just Bus. Just Bus. I named it myself. (laughs) And I'm really proud of it. (laughs) Oh, man. Just Bus or Bust. (laughs) Say that three times fast. (laughs) I was 
afraid I was just gonna mess it up on the first bust. time. Dude, the just bust. The just bust. If you're in Tulsa, you do not want to miss the just bust. I feel like we're gonna I'm gonna set everybody up with a playlist. And it's gonna be fire. So fire. So um, get on the bus or don't. Drive your ass down there. I don't care. We want to see you there, though. We want to see all of your faces. Even if it's like, I'm just here because I listen to the podcast. I don't care. I want you there. Yeah. We want you there. We think that, I mean, just to support this bill, to support what Rep Hassenbeck is trying to achieve for survivors of domestic violence in the state of Oklahoma, it's, I mean, it's historic. It's something that we need. It is. We just found out that the 2020 numbers showed that more women in Oklahoma are killed by their partners than any other state except one. So we're second in the nation for the number of women being killed by their intimate partners. But then we also know on the flip side, when those survivors rarely are the ones that live in an altercation like that, they're getting life and 30 years and 40 years in prison. And it's not a rare situation. Yeah, which is actually kind of a good segue. That is a good segue. Into our teaser. We're previewing also today this um, season two for Panic Button. Season two. Panic Button season two. Should we say the title? Yeah, we should say the title. It's a good title. Operation Wildfire. Yep. Panic Button season two, Operation Wildfire. We can't spoiler you tonight about why it's called that. No spoil. Yeah, no, absolutely no spoilers. But we'll just say this, that like... The question I think that season two is going to be exploring is a lot of people, plenty of people have rightly asked, why didn't April just leave? Like, I think that that's not a strange question to wonder. Like, why didn't April just get out and get away? And so season two, I think is going to, we're really going to explore what happens when they, when someone does. What happens? When someone gets away. Yeah. What happens to the abuser? What happens to that person? And yeah, I also think it speaks to what happens when people band together to try to stop a violent person. Yeah. And the power in that, but also the questions that that kind of like causes. The obstacles, the challenges, and then yeah, like the... I think, yeah, questions about tactics, questions about results, questions about, I think, systemic, I guess failings is the word, but it doesn't seem to really do it justice. It's more like systemic, like I'm thinking of, well, my sink is broken right now, so it's like clogs, right? Mm -hmm. Like the way that the system is just clogged and can't function and you can't get you can't get the water through to the pipes on the thing i don't know if this metaphor is working but (laughs) (laughs) all these hand motions i've seen troubles right now so it's what's top of mind but i think also it's just like this is gonna sound like a rant but for the majority of human history people were just killing each other and there were no consequences then we had a little bit of human history where the only consequences for any wrongdoing were death and everyone was getting killed. And then it was like, okay, well, we can't kill everybody, so let's wind that back a little bit and just put people in prison for a really long time. Mm-hmm. But now we're to this point where it's like the only real violence at mass scale that happens in our society is violence against women. And you think? There's really, yeah. What about, like, mass shootings? 
I mean, sure. That is a totally different crime tri- type than what we're talking about. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Like, a domestic violence call is made every second in America. Right. I mean, we've seen the, the data here in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City, our largest metropolitan area. Yeah, so 43,000 domestic violence calls made in 2021, and less than 1,000 of those led to arrest. And so it just starts to ask this question about, like, this is the most prevalent type of violence that the system is the most bad at responding to. That I agree with wholeheartedly. Like, this violence is so prevalent, and our system doesn't effectively curtail it or really even punish it, which it's a punitive system. I mean, if it does nothing well, it punishes people well. Yes. But not this. But not this. And then it's like, there are just so many ways to get away with it. Right. And the people who know how to get away with it, get away with it. Really get away with it. So much. Really get away with it. And it's startling. It really is. Because, like, I come from criminal justice reform where everyone's getting punished for every goddamn thing. Yeah. Yeah. And we're trying to stop people from getting punished as much as they are. Yeah. And then walking into this world of domestic violence advocacy and victims advocacy and saying... This is so warped. Wait. It's so warped. Yeah. Like, it's not capturing the right bad actors at the right moment. No, and it's not preventing any violence either. It's actually like allowing, and we talked about this with April's case, but it's allowing these cycles of violence to like expound and expound and expound because, you know, if you talk to people who work in trauma or people who try to heal trauma, they will tell you that subconsciously or subconscious wounds are acting themselves out until something happens to cause you to heal it. And if you just keep not getting held accountable... Yeah. It just keeps getting, like, louder and bigger and more people getting hurt. Yeah, more chaotic, more untethered, I think. And those themes are going to be coming through in season two, certainly. Yes. But you are going to meet some really fun characters, though, too. Yeah. And it's another Oklahoma-based story. So we're we're, we're excited. We're in the research phase. We have two excellent top-notch interns that are plugging away at getting us all the details and so they are basically legal research superheroes i think i called them our swiss army knife interns the other day i love that they do everything for us they're like i mean i will message either one of them at like 5 p.m and be like i need this thing and i'm sorry and it'll be like 6 15 they're like it's done it's done it's in the file it's good we (laughs) love it so excellent so shout out Alice and Kat, you guys are true heroes. Yes, so we don't want to take too much more of your time because we want you to start preparing to come to the Capitol with us next week. There's two days you can do that. You can do that Monday the 27th or Thursday the 2nd. We will be conducting community art projects and bringing people together and speaking to the survivor experience in Oklahoma. So we hope you will join us and... Stay tuned for season two of Panic Button. Operation Wildfire. Panic Button is a co-production of Oklahoma Appleseed Center for Law and Justice and Leslie Briggs. We're your hosts, Colleen McCarty and Leslie Briggs. Our theme music is Velvet Rope by Guillaume. The production team is Leslie Briggs and Rusty Rowe. 
We're recorded at Bison and Bean Studio in Tulsa. Special thanks to Lynn Worley, Amanda Ross, and Ashlyn Faulkner for their work on this case. If you or someone you know is experiencing domestic abuse, use a safe computer and contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline at thehotline.org or call 1-800-799-7233. Help others find our show by leaving us a rating and writing a review. Follow us at OK underscore Appleseed across all social platforms. You can subscribe right now in the Apple Podcasts app by clicking on our podcast logo and then hit the subscribe button. If you want to continue the conversation with other listeners, please join our Panic Button Podcast community on book clubs. Join for free at bit.ly slash 3NRHO8C. Thanks so much for listening.